retro anime. How did we find it? How does it hold up? Unpacking the ins and outs of being an old school nerd, and proving that 80s kids can't remember a damn thing right. These are the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Welcome to Mindless Midlife Musings of the Anime Nerd. I'm Rick, and I'm joined by the rest of our panel, Brian, Lynette, and Vic. How's it going, everyone? How's it going, people? Hello. Hola. In this episode, we continue our celebration of Hayao Miyazaki and Ghibli Fest as we witness a magical fish-human hybrid usher in the apocalypse and willfully murder possibly hundreds of thousands of people to gain the affections of a five-year-old boy. Today, we talk Ponyo. Ponyo is a 2008 Japanese animated fantasy film written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki, animated by Studio Ghibli. Uh, the film was originally released in Japan in July of 2008. Uh, it was a major commercial success, grossing over hundreds of millions of dollars worldwide and becoming one of the highest grossing anime films of all time. Now, an English language version of the film was released by Walt Disney Pictures in August of 2009. Uh, as I said in my intro, the story follows uh, Brunhilda, a uh, fish girl, fish, <laughs> and her sisters, and and uh, she well, three billion of them a relationship with a five year old boy who names her Ponyo and promises to protect her. What can you say about Ponyo? So, I think before we really, really start on this. One of the things we have to talk about, Ponyo, is, is who this movie was for. This movie was absolutely not for me. It wasn't for anybody on this panel. Nope. Uh, this, this film is specifically for children. It, is, it was designed... Even then. <laughs> designed and written very much with them in mind. And that is a difficult thing for me to overcome. Because this is this isn't something I watched in my youth. Uh, even even Totoro was a teenager when I saw it. This came out in two thousand nine. I was well into living life. Had an iPhone. You know the whole shebang. So when this when this came out, I was not the intended audience for this film. And and boy was I reminded of that when I had to watch it again. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Hate is a strong word. This wasn't Butt Attack, Punisher Girl, Gautaman, or Burn Up W. I was just woefully under-entertained by it, I think, is the best way to describe it. But I'm going to hand it over to you guys. Let's let's talk about it. Tell me, let's talk about the first time you've seen this. If this was your first time, let's talk about that too. Vic, when was the first time you caught Ponyo? Okay, so... I, I bought because I had I watched the original Disney release of it, um, but I picked it up because uh, when I first went to Japan, I went to the Ghibli Museum and, you know, that was during the Japanese theatrical run. And so they had this huge Ponyo display and everything. I was like, OK, cool. And then when it released at home here, I figured, OK, well, got my nieces and nephew. You know, there were ages between five and nine, if I remember correctly. Figured, okay, I'll pick it up, you know, and well, I'll watch it. Yeah, no, no one liked it. Everyone was bored. Damn. And then I rewatched it for this panel, and God, was I bored again. It took I, me I, three and a half hours to get through this movie. 
All right, so the bar has been set. Uh, Brian, had you ever seen Ponyo before we sat down for this viewing? I don't think we should start. I don't think I should be the next one. I think we should continue. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I'm not All right, ready Lynette. to talk about it. Hey, Lynette, had you ever seen Ponyo before this? No. Um, this was the first time, and I honestly thought it was about a bubble. Because just from the picture, right? I was like, "Oh, it's about a girl who's a bubble," and I didn't really have any. I didn't really have any interest in learning about Bubble Girl, so I just never watched it. And then now I watched it, and I realized that um, I had higher expectations. Oh man! Thinking about calling it Bubble Girl. (laughs) uh... But uh, I spent most of the time confused as to how. Calm the people were as they were drowning and being overtaken by a tsunami. I was like, I think they're all stoned. They all have to be stoned because there's no way everybody is just like, yeah, yeah, we're, you know, it's okay. We're just going to hang out at the hotel. Lynette, right out of the gate, you are coming (laughs) at this with my chief complaint. It's what I wrote down. My chief complaint about this film is that nobody reacts rationally to anything that happens in this movie. No. Nope. Everybody reacts like they're on meth or something. They just have no Fs to give about anything that's happening around them. It was astounding Actually, to me. There was that one irritable old lady that yeah, was, you know. Tokyo. Yeah, she was until the very end. Yeah, until the very end. Yeah, she knows what's going on. That's Toki. In, in her first two seconds of screen time, she explains the whole movie to you. Fish with faces yep. that come out of the ocean cause tsunamis. I'm like, well, there you go. That's that's about that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all it is. Well, the, the part that got me, too, is that nobody blinked twice about the fact that this kid had a supersized candle that lit up a little water <laughs> boiler for his little toy boat. And they gave him a little candle, and he was like, oh, yeah, Ponyo would just make it bigger. And everybody was just like, oh, that's not an eye. Nobody reacts to anything in this movie. Nobody. The only person that reacts to anything in this movie, and I'm going to get to you in a second here, Brian. The only person that reacts to anything in this movie is Qui-Gon Ginger, and and he reacts properly to everything in this movie. He's like, Jesus Christ, the moon is crushing down into the planet. And I'm like, that's how you react. <laughs> this is this is the proper reaction to the world is ending. Uh, <laughs> Brian, Brian, it's your it's your turn. <laughs> Ginger. So I find that we are in a very interesting predicament right now. Uh-oh. Especially when it comes to the Ghibli. <clears throat> to the Ghibli's. Or do we call them giblets? What do we call them? Yeah, I, like giblets. Giblets. I, like, I like giblets. Huh? <laughs> I like giblets. Let's go with giblets. Okay. When it comes to the giblets, I'm normally the one who's trying my best not to offend them because I know that their army is massive and large. <laughs> oh, and no. For, for Bubble Girl, they can bring it. I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm willing to die and, on this and, hill. And here we are. And... <laughs> I'm the one that didn't have a problem with Ponyo. (laughs) (laughs) So, I literally was going to come in here and say that, to to your point, 
where I learned the man's name. <laughs> Miyaki basically said, fuck Hans Christian Anderson. If you're going to do the story about the Little Mermaid, I'm going to show you how to do it. That's exactly what this is. This is his version of that tale. He even said so. He said he was inspired by seeing Disney's version, and he thought he'd take his own spin at it. And he said, hold my beer. And... <laughs> <laughs> or hold my fruit juice. Right. <laughs> hold my sake. <laughs> hold my sippy cup. <laughs> yeah, hold my sippy cup. And, let's, and let me show you how you show somebody who has the powers of the ocean at their disposal. <clears throat> like the whole Ponyo running on the water. Mm-hmm. I was like, get girl, get. I was all about empowerment. I was like, that's the way you're supposed to do it. Starting off with chicken legs. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'll give I, it to you. You know, the movie was beautifully animated. Oh, yes, yeah. it was. Oh, You'll never hear me say an unkind word about that. This this film opens so beautifully. These ocean creatures are gorgeous. They're intricate. They're moving so well. It's beautifully animated. It's not the animation I had issues with. It was oh no, how wholly unrelatable every character in this was. Nobody. Dude, nobody freaks out. Nobody freaks out. All right. Ponyo's a goldfish. Is she? Is she? One person freaks out. Yeah, the dad. No, Lisa. Lisa doesn't freak out, man. Lisa doesn't freak out? There is a... Hold hold up. No, 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 no. You you hold on now. Flag. There is a girl jumps off a wave shaped like a fish, has chicken feet runs towards her and past her and transforms into a girl as she grabs onto her five-year-old son. At no point does she go, what the fuck? She's just like, all right, let's go inside, kids. Like, that's just nothing. Who wants ramen and tea? Right? <laughs> yeah, it's just- now, granted, you know, Lisa, she, she's a drift queen. Her driving ability is insane. Oh, yeah. No, I... Yo, I, look. Easily my favorite I, character. Yeah, I said, Lisa's a horrible driver. I didn't know she was one of the stunt drivers in Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah, she was a drift queen. Look at her drive. Right. She is like no issue. She I had no the- idea. I didn't recognize her work until that. I was like, okay. Even, <laughs> even when the waves of Hanagawa, right? Because they designed those waves to look like the old woodcutting art. Even when those waves are piling down on her, she's just driving. She's like, boy, this wave is really after us. No shit. React like the ocean is trying to kill you. <laughs> She goes, it doesn't give up. It doesn't know when to quit. It's like, what? What? Nobody. There were times where the, the ocean was literally staring at her. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm telling you, this is a clear example of what happens when medical marijuana takes over an entire island and all the adults partake. They're just like, it's cool. Whatever. I'm fine. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, the waves look like fish. There's a little fish girl who has chicken feet. It's totally cool. Nobody, nobody leaves their baseline at all. No. Not even. The only one who does is Toki. And Toki is my spirit animal. This whole movie, she's like, ah, but the fuck, the thing has a face. I'm like, yes, that's wrong. What are we doing? I have have a note. Put it back. (laughs) Since we're talking about unbelievable. Stuff. There were sort of a couple things I did find that was that just didn't track. All right, 
Sasuke is five, and he knows Morse code. Right? Yes. I, can, I can get that part. I'm, I'm willing I'm willing to go with it. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Let's let's How are we so opposite on this? No, like, no. We're I'm just saying I'm saying If you that. notice, he really didn't have any friends. He didn't have video games or anything. He wasn't watching TV. I can picture him knowing Morse code. No hobbies. His dad is is on a ship, you know, the mom's probably teaching him Morse code all the time while he's talking to while they're talking to dad cuz he's clearly always working absentee father and all that. Like It's also um, very limited vocabulary too. Limited vocabulary. And you notice he was slow compared to his mom. Oh man, when she was Which mad, that shit I was rolling. The first, the first time. Which is not what the Disney dub said. No, or the it's subtitles. Not jerk. It's not jerk. Bug <laughs> off or whatever. Anyway, it was. I. My biggest problem is Ponyo. I mean, my biggest problem is the fact that nobody reacts like there's anything wrong with Ponyo. But my second biggest problem is Ponyo herself. She's a fish, but she's human. But she's got a human face, and and everybody looking at her knows she's a goldfish. But she doesn't look anything like any goldfish I've ever seen. And I know Miyazaki can draw fish because they're in the first ten minutes of the movie, and there's a fuck ton of them. So he just can't it's amazing goldfish, apparently. And nobody reacts to the fact, except for Toki. For Toki, who's like, that fish has a face? Get it the fuck out of here. But everybody else is like, oh, look, you got a goldfish. Even the kids in school. Oh, it's a cute little goldfish. Nah, man. I think yeah. we know what the bigger problem is. I just <laughs> want to make sure. Uh, you, when did you say this came out? 2009. 2009. And what was your profession in 2009? Uh, I, I, I worked in, uh, in television. It was it during that time that you were a weatherman? No, it was not. It came out before. It came out before then. It came before I moved. It came before I moved to Nevada. So, mm -hmm. no, no, it's, it, that, that doesn't help. You can't, can't go there. I think deep <laughs> down inside... Miyaki gave a scathing testament of how he feels about Weatherman in this movie. And I think <laughs> it I I actually appreciated a lot about this film. One of the things that I did really like was that they weren't afraid to shy away from the disaster of it all. They let it happen. Her she won, essentially. She killed hundreds of thousands of people easily by tidally shifting the moon. My problems are things like that are never addressed. Everybody's okay with this. Like, on the ship and looking, it's like, oh, look, it's a city and some mountains. No, it's not mountains. It's a giant ocean swell because the moon is so low. And all those ships are people that are fucking stuck. And this tidal shift has probably flooded hundreds of thousands of acres of land and killed off massive amounts of fauna and flora, not to mention hundreds of thousands of human beings. He hey, said we're fine. Flora. This guy, <laughs> this motherfucker says fauna and flora. He could have, <laughs> could have just said landscape. But you, <laughs> okay, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, man, you got you got a you got a kid who's a, a a budding documentarian. You start to sound a little weird. He this those are my prop. My problems are that nobody reacts the way 
people would react except for the guy who claims he's not human anymore. Yes. And, and it's, it's mind boggling to me. Now I will say, and just to, instead of like back up a bit, there's a very, it's a very, I, I know, this is how I know the movie's not for me. All right. In the first like few minutes, uh, Qui-Gon Ginger is doing his water droplet thing in his bubble and nobody knows what the fuck he's doing and they don't really explain it. He's just doing things. And um, and Ponyo like escapes, and you're like, okay. And then you treat it to this beautiful like children's style illustration animation for opening credits that Miyazaki himself did because he was very he wanted to you know make sure he did it. So he, he animated a whole intro by himself. Good for him. Um, except that, and this is how I know it's not for me. Again, I want clear. At about five minutes and forty seconds, there's an army of floating dicks on screen, and. I realized this movie wasn't for me at that point because children who watch this movie will see, well, that's just all of Ponyo's little sisters. But I watched the intro and I saw about 150 floating dicks. So I said, this is probably not for me. I encourage you to go back and watch the intro. When you get to five minutes and 40 seconds, roughly about that time, you tell me that that I'm wrong. No, that's exactly what they look like. (laughs) Cool. I just wanted to clarify that's how early into this film I said, oh, I, I am not the intended audience for this movie. Now, what I want to know is how, how Sasuke got away with calling both of his parents by name. Yes. Right. I looked it up, and I couldn't find any official reasoning why. I just found get, you know people assuming this or that, yeah. but nothing official. I, I, yeah, you can only guess, right? And I, I think that's supposed to be a testament to the type of relationship he has with his family, which is very much not Lisa's mothering, but she's not motherly. Does that make sense? Because let's be honest, in the middle of a typhoon, uh, she left her five-year-old son at home alone with a girl who was a chicken and a fish not five minutes before. She's like, you stay here. I'm going to go help people. Look, look, I seriously, I, I thought that was a problem of Lisa as a mother as opposed to Sasuke or any of the story. I was like, man, Lisa sucks as a mother. That's oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> but he also calls his dad by that. Dude's a captain yeah. on a boat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting take. I'm not sure why why they chose to do it that way. I'm just saying, if five year old me would have talked to my parents that way and called them by their name, I'm, I wouldn't be able to walk. I'm in my 40s and I still call my mom Mama and my dad Pop. So. There you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> yes, yeah. because I know better. My grandmother would whip off a chunkla real quick if I called her by her name. If five year old me had did that, y'all would not have met six year old me. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that in here, and I'm like, look, I know that. I understand that in in Japan they they are a little more like the more trusting of, of children being able to be by themselves and things like that, because their crime rate is so amazingly low and all that stuff. Totally get it. But it's a typhoon. There is a fucking tsunami. I don't care how much you trust your children. You do not leave a five-year-old at home in a place that could fill with water. Like it's just not something generally decent parents do. And she did that. Even if it is the tallest point on the island. And there are other instances of her parenting where I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Like, I really got to, we, we need to talk. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. When I tell you, I have somehow, so, 
maybe I, I ate one of the bubbles. <laughs> but <laughs> first of all, it's not just me who didn't have a problem with this. I brought my wife and, 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 and basically Ward, and we were all watching it together like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome and cute. And just waiting to actually come up to have a conversation with you guys. That we were like, we finally found one that we were able to enjoy as a family. Nah, nah, it wasn't going to be hentai. We fucked up on that one. But Punk, <laughs> oh, we were ready for it. And I want an island by my fucking self. Hey, Punk, you united the family over there. There are just nowhere else. absolutely wonderful things about this movie. I have a list yeah. of them. I wrote things down that I loved about this movie. I, I, I yes, it was beautifully animated. That's about all I got. Loved the tsunami scene. I loved how she's running on them. God dang, that was amazing. That was very well animated. I, again, like you, I was rooting for her to catch the car. I was like, come on, get there. Those are the moments that I was into. I loved the creature design. I loved all the ocean creatures, the Devonian era sea creatures and stuff. Like I was so into it. Gabriel, my nine-year-old son watched it with me. He's calling out the animals before the kids were like, we were having a time together. He enjoyed the movie far more than I did because he didn't see that level of no fucks to give that every adult had because mm -hmm. of the imminent dangers that were around. And but of course I did. And that's that's the divide, right? It's just you can have fun and enjoy these beautiful things. Um, there are all these really great moments. There's this really great moment where they're on the toy boat and 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 Ponyo is this is after the infamous My Baby Likes You moment. <laughs> which is just it's the apocalypse, everything's flooded, humanity is dying off the face of the earth. And instead of talking about this, instead of discussing the fact that how many lives have been lost and how humanity going to rebuild and all this shit, no, we get my baby likes you. And Ponyo is there with a, a backpack with a cup on it and a thermos, and she's shifting herself around, and she's trying to get this cup off, and she's trying to get the thermos lid off, and there's all these really hick-ass subtle animation moments in there that made me just... Yeah. God damn, this is great. It's I'm watching a five-year-old try and do something. And that's it's awesome because I've I've done it in real life. I've watched my five-year-old try to do something. And I watched Ponyo do it. And I'm like, God damn it. These guys, they know what they're doing. There's lots of those. Pouring the soup. Pouring the soup yeah. until it creates that nice little bubble. Right. Yeah, the, right the, before it overflows. Yes. See all these notes I had? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Brian, you know what? If you enjoyed it, you can tell us why you enjoyed it. And you're not going to stop me from it. You can keep your notes. I want to hear. I want you to. I want to hear this. So my notes were, were like, the one thing you pointed out was that uh, that none of the adults had the gravitas of the situation. Right? I actually had a note. Again, I wasn't blaming the movie for this thing. I blame just one person being a day. I really had a problem with their mothering skills. <laughs> you were Dealing singling out Lisa, not so much every human in this. Right, right. right. Maybe, maybe it, there's something going on in my life where that's something that's a very important thing to me, you know, right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, so Lisa, who was an adult, just accepted that Ponyo used to be a fish and is now a child. So... 
I saw what you were talking about, but I didn't see it on the grand scale of this is something that this island in Japan or this 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 is a country side of Japan that they all have this issue. No, no, no. Now, I just attributed that to one person. <laughs> just Lisa. <laughs> no, just there's Lisa. something in the water. There's something in the water. <laughs> I, I encourage uh, you to watch it again. I do, because there are so many moments in there where nobody, everybody's nonplussed, except except for Toki, who is like, this is wrong. What the fuck is wrong with all of you? How do you not see this? And she's she's the old man yelling at the cloud, but she's right. <laughs> That's the scary part. I was going to watch it again, but I was like, no, I don't. I actually... I have everything I need to know, and who knows what happened if I watch it again? I don't know. There, there's other things like there's um a similarity to Howl's Moving Castle in this that I like, where um similar to Sophie in Howl's Moving Castle, how her age fluctuates depending on the amount of magic and her emotional state and strength and things like that. They did that with Ponyo, and I like that too. Like every time she's using her magic, her body is under strain. She starts to like deform back to chicken legs. And things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I appreciate all that. That's very, very, very clever stuff. I just there's there's a level of dis of suspension of disbelief I was not able to hit, and and this went well beyond that. Oh, I hit it. I hit it hard. <laughs> I was maybe I should have put the smack down, or I did I don't. I, don't, I, didn't <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I was sure. I was left with a lot of questions. In that, sometimes is good. We've watched plenty of anime where I'm le- where you're left with more questions and you you want to like figure shit out. But in this one, I was left with a lot of questions that that I feel like really should have maybe been explained or handled maybe differently. I don't know. Maybe just me. Again, very much hung up on the fact that they called Ponyo a goldfish, ugliest goldfish I've ever seen. Nothing about her or her sisters that is even remotely goldfish like at all. <laughs> Right, just stressing that point. I look when that happened, and I, I said it was supposed to be a goldfish. I looked at it, saw the face on Ponyo. I'm sorry, Brunhilda. <laughs> That's the part that, that had me, Brunhilda. Where, where yeah, yeah. oh, Brunhilda, sure. All right, but uh, I saw the face. I'm like, oh, so you're just gonna say that that's a goldfish? Okay, all right, it's a goldfish. <laughs> I, I appreciate your. I see now. Now here's the thing about that, Brian. I would have been with you on this. I would have been with you in that camp. Like, all right, this movie, this is a goldfish. I would have been fine with it, except for Toki. When Toki sees the goldfish and she flips the fuck out that the fish has a face, I'm like, okay, now you've acknowledged the elephant in the room. You've said the mm-hmm. thing that I have seen. I was willing to go with you on just in this mm-hmm. world, all goldfish look like this. Until the old broad said, holy fuck, that has a face. Like, that's when I was like, oh, okay, good. It's not just me. Like, oh, I <laughs> right? see. All right. So that's that's when that got broken for me. Because I was, I was like you. I'm like, okay, they're just, this is how goldfish look in this cartoon. Nope. That's not how goldfish look, even in this cartoon. <laughs> right. And then, and then there's the fact that she can she can survive in both salt water and fresh water. Yes, right. I'm like, okay, because she's magical. 
So I was like, oh, she's magical. Yeah. I can see that. That's what. That's why I was like, when she when when he filled up the bucket and then put her in there, I was like, well, that just killed her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, this is how this is what happens to. I was like, well, that's that's true to life, you know. This yeah, is what happens right. to it's all goldfish when five year olds yeah. promise to take care of them. They the they take that's... them from the bag, dump them in a bowl, <laughs> fill it with water, and then wonder why it's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Why yeah. is swimming? Oh my like... god! <laughs> the the level of un <laughs> of unalarm in this. So he finds it just uh, I'm uh, we're jumping around because this just so much to talk about. So there's yeah. the fish trawler scene, right? The fisherman's trawler boat scene where she's swimming away from it. It's gorgeous, like god dang, they just everything's moving. It's beautiful. It's kinetic, and she gets stuck in a jar. And Sosuke, he finds her, smashes her with a rock, no problem, <laughs> picks her up, and is completely unalarmed when the humming waves with eyes try to abduct him. He's just like, yeah. well, that was weird. And he like walks back up, carrying this, with the, the waves are... <laughs> you see, and I was able to get through that part, because, you know, five-year-olds, they don't know, they don't care about anything. His focus was on this ugly goldfish that he just found. <laughs> what are you so he goes up the stairs. He's like, "Oh, okay, the water, whatever. I got this goldfish." That Gary that's where his single frame of thought was. So yeah, I, I can get yeah. past that. I could get say? past that as well because he was just like, "Oh, gotta run away, gotta run away from the water." And then he said, "That was weird." Yeah, he said, that was weird. And just picks up the fish and tra la 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 la. I'm going back up again. He's five. Okay. I'll give you that. But that's the same level of reaction his mom gives, the old ladies give, except for Toki. The schoolgirls live. The schoolgirl <laughs> schoolgirls all are crushing on him. And one of them comes out. I like this moment because it's so much a five-year-old thing to do. You're not allowed to have animals at school property. And he's like, this isn't school property. The bushes belong to the senior center. It's the most stop touching me, I'm not touching you moment. And right? It's so very... <laughs> It's just that kind of, that's the kind of shit I liked in this movie is every time mm-hmm. they, they did something and I'm just like, God damn, that is on the mark. Like whoever figured this out has watched a five-year-old. Yes. <laughs> or, when, or when the girl made the stink face and then yeah. the fish and then Ponyo spit water at her yeah. and then immediately the stink face went to crybaby face. Uh-huh. That was, yes. I was Excellent. like, yep, that's what happens. Excellent. <laughs> I'm trying to give myself a, a reason because I'm a learned individual, and I should be in y'all's camp, but I'm trying to figure out what the fuck did I do? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, this is an awesome fucking... What did... It's for kids, man. I don't have to tell you. Like, I... There's just... Qui-Gon Ginger? Qui-Gon Ginger. Thank you, thank you. So, but listen, what's happened? <laughs> <know> what. <laughs> what the fuck? Touche, <laughs> touche. Oh man, look. Again, people just being nonplussed about things. And Brian, you're right. This is more on Lisa than anything else. But there's this moment where, right after that, where he does the bit 
with the bucket and he he knocks it over and almost kills Ponyo again because that seems to be his MO. And then he takes her and, and he runs from his mom. After Ponyo spits all over Toki, he runs from his mom and he hides. And his mom doesn't kill him. And I went, uh-huh, sure, that happens. Because have you ever ran and hid from your parent and been called back and just said, namaste down here by the ocean instead of coming home? That would have been the end credits for me. Yeah, I wasn't able to walk the next day. <laughs> no, no, my it, my mom would have three named me and I'd have put rocks in my pocket. That would be right? just like, okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would have three named me and I'd have been like, this ocean looks nice. There's <laughs> so many of these, these moments where I'm like, how is nobody reacting? And not only does he disobey his mother, he goes into the ocean, almost fucking drowns, and then he gets ice cream for it. Yes. Fuck that. That's some horse shit. I'm just saying. And that, again, is my chief problem with this film. That for all the magic Ghibli does with animation and environment, doesn't character Lisa design. steal the ice cream? What's that? Oh, yeah, she I steals said, some well, of his ice cream. Is she, yeah. she gives him ice cream and then she takes some. So. She does. She does. She gets the mama tax. That's what we call it in mm -hmm. this household. You get pay the mama tax. Mm -hmm. No, no. It's, it's a lot of, I don't know, unbelievably poorly written. Like, nobody's human in this, except for the guy who's not human anymore. Right. And and there's there there are things that are really cool. Like I love the the creative design, right? Every background in this is is colored pencil, and and outline, so it all kind of looks like a children's book. Everything, nothing mm -hmm. is quite perfect. Everything's a little straight or skew, or the, the backgrounds aren't filled in a hundred percent, or like everything about this reads like a kid's book. And I I love that. I was in I was there for it. I got it. None of the characters have shadows. Like none of the characters are shaded. In the whole movie, everybody's flat. There's no depth to any of these characters, which, I mean, is kind of apropos compared to the characterizations. Except for, like, a handful of scenes where they finally, for some reason, I don't know if it was budget constraints or whatever, but most of the film, every character's completely flat. There's a handful of scenes where they actually have shadows and highlights and definition. Otherwise, it's just, like, single colors on the cells for the whole film. Again, I don't know if it was a creative choice. I can't see any reason why they would have done it. But it all, it does all feel more childlike. Like you're viewing the mm -hmm. world through the lens of a child. It didn't, it didn't feel so much Japanese anime as more, it felt like more Don Bluth. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'll give, you, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I agree. I do. Even Fukimoto, he doesn't really feel like he's a, right? It, it, it's yeah. funny. I, one that's saying, shit. <laughs> he doesn't feel like he's a anime protagonist as much as uh, it's like he feels more Gandalfish and he's trying to ward wizard. I mean, he doesn't feel like he's yeah. nothing about him screams anime. Right. No, I, no. I hear and you. he's also the only real parent in the movie. Yes, <laughs> I, I I concur with that. He does. He feels uh, he's more like a like a supporting character in the sense, but something like I agree with what you said, Brian. Uh, sort of Don Bluthish in his design, like he's he's very like he's very plain clothes, but he's got his striped outfit, and he's very I don't know. It's something about him. Um, I enjoyed his character design. I thought he was really wacky when he comes on land and he's got the, the little weed killer water spray thing, and he's like, <laughs> spraying yeah. shit. 
And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And then he's like, gets all defensive about it. That was great. Like, I love that sort of shit. Those little like, pesticides. Like, I saw that and I was like, oh shit, that's from like Davy Jones. I make, <laughs> right. I make, you know what I'm saying? I yeah, got it. I, I see where he got it. And I guess stuff like that kept on happening. Yeah. Where, yes, there's a boat. He, he They make a boat, but then they answer how they're going to propel it. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? They're they're knocking all the bottom, but I don't see the rest of it where there's supposed to be a, a, the actions or the flip side for the actions. I saw he take uh, Ponyo be stuck in the glass, right? Yeah. And he takes the glass and he breaks it. I'm like, man, that's probably not the best thing I would have did. <laughs> oh, you know what? He got cut. So somebody. He, you know, saying there was a consequence to his actions, just for it to be like, you know what? They handled all that. They handled that perfectly. Somebody, I mean, stuff like that happened to during the entire time. I'm not an idiot, y'all. I never claimed it for a second, my friend. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the other people. <laughs> to the other people right. Of the gym. Hey, you know what? If you enjoyed the movie, you're allowed to enjoy it. We're not going to yeah. take that away from you. No, I took you out away from me when you were saying that you were enjoying. Well, I think you were enjoying Burn Up W, and you turned them off. And I said, I'm not allowed. You, I'm not going to allow you to do that. So I'm pleading. <laughs> this is absolutely, right and I, I to to back up to that. I said this is not that. This is not but Attack Punisher Girl Got a Man. This is not Burn Up W. This isn't a bad anime. It's just not no. for me, and that's the difference. My son watched it with me, and we had a conversation about it. And he knew I was going to come in and record. He says, "So, Papa, are you going to go in there and, and, and bash Anyo?" And I went, "Yeah, probably." He's like, "I thought it was cute. That's great, son. I'm glad because that it was for you. Like that's they made mm-hmm. this this movie specifically for you, and and he enjoyed it. And he specifically enjoyed because again, my son, future documentarian." He specifically enjoyed when the Devonian Age came back and all of humanity got flooded and killed off and there were all these like ancient fish swimming around. He loved that part. <laughs> and the only person that reacted properly to that part was Fujimoto, who was like, this is fucking terrible. I'm like, yeah, that's bad, <laughs> dude. I agree with you. And everybody else is like, they were out for a leisurely cruise in their boat with their baby. <laughs> hey, hey, little right? kid. How are you? Well, it's an interesting boat. What are you doing out here? Nothing. No reaction. It takes him asking about his mom for them to go, you know where your mom is? Like, you didn't think? Boy, this is weird that this kid is out here in a candle-powered boat. Where the fuck are his parents? Nobody reacts. In that moment, in that moment, I was thinking to myself, well, they clearly saw that he had a captain's hat on. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what he, he was doing. obviously knew what he was doing. So you never take a captain off his ship. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. That's how you know this story is 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 not for me, is because these these are the things that kids don't think about. The kids, they think about themselves. They're out there on this adventure. They're on their little boat. They're having a good old time. Me, the whole time, I'm like, where the fuck is your mother? Like, that's my dad mode all day long. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I was with you. <laughs> Dude, we're the same age. Yeah, what I hear you. To me? 
God damn it. <laughs> I guess I was just in the wrong mindset, Brian. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, uh, I it wasn't just the mother. It was like the captains of the other ships saluted the little boy in his, right. in his candle boat and said, we'll bring a ship along some other time. Yeah, the know. fucking Red Cross guys in their boats, they're with refugees. They're like, have fun out there, boy. It's like, no, right? it's your job to take this kid to shelter. <laughs> he had one job. Un- and never mind the unconscious little girl sitting on top of it. It's all right. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the giant on- unconscious goldfish with chicken feet. Yeah, and she's sitting on top of what constitutes an a cooking stove. Like she yeah. could be getting cooked and nobody I mean, cares. Yeah, I mean, you know, fresh fresh fish does taste best. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it so freaking hilarious. Is that I'm trying to I would <laughs> I should be in uproars about this movie. <laughs> I did not understand the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, I did write a note for you, Brian, uh, with you in mind. At about an hour and a half in, he finally comes to the realization that his mom might be dead. And he starts crying because he can't find her. And I'm like, oh, there's Brian's Mm -hmm. tears. Brian's favorite. Tomato-sized tears coming out the kid's face. (laughs) So it's like, those are... Those are Brian tears right there, and mm-hmm. because it's it's such it's honestly it's such a Ghibli staple. Like every time a character a young character cries, it's always those those ginormous ball sized tears coming out. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Brian, uh, tell, talk to me some more about it. Tell me some of the other things that you loved because I I really want to hear. Uh, when Ponya has tea for the first time and she really likes it, I have, I put. If Ponya likes tea, wait till she tries sake. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Her glee with everything is great. Mm-hmm. This like the way that she is just thrilled with everything happening around her. When she first comes into the house and she gets the lamp that they pull off of the socket and she's running around the house, like jumping on everything and looking at everything, like the wonderment. That's great. When she sees the ramen get cooked in front of her, I was like, God damn, I know that feeling. Like, I know that feeling when you open oh, up yeah. that, that ramen. Can I? My one question was, what flavor ramen was it? Was it right? Chicken? <laughs> 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 I think um, y'all know that shrimp flavor is the best. <laughs> <laughs> There are so many wonderful little things about this movie that are that are just but overall I I can't I can't suspend my disbelief for how the world works long enough. Like I'm telling you it's possible. <laughs> There's a combination of ingredients on this earth that you, when you put them into a, the pressure cooker that is known as life. When you click this in there, if the it's kind of like a freakazoid moment, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where where he in, inputted something to the computer and then he doesn't know what the string was. He hit <laughs> enter the freakazoid. That's I think I'm had I had a freakazoid moment because everything was put into it, and I'm like, man, this is one of the we all three of us sat down there and we were like, this is the this is an awesome movie. 
And I was like, so you guys want to come up and talk to me? No, we're not that far yet. But <laughs> I really I am- came in here just beaming with pride that I finally found a Ghibli movie that was just, I get it, y'all. I see. And everybody I know, was in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm the one that's like. You're the odd man out. <laughs> nah, man. Respect. I, I wish I was there with yeah. you. I, it just, I really, really was. Because you got to understand, this came out after uh, Howl. This came out after Mononoke. This came out after Spirited Away. This came out after a lot of other anime that it just, for me, solidified them as the gold standard for anime. So when I went into this to watch it the first time, my hopes were through the roof. I was ready for a good time. And I I was very much not, just didn't find it. Not with the story. I honestly. Yeah, I would would get there and then like somebody would burst the bubble. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Like an old lady who goes, that thing has a face. Yeah, Yeah, that that was it. It woke me right up. I was, I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, all right. This is you know, magical. This is whimsical. This is a thing. I'm like, wait a minute. She said the thing yeah. that nobody's supposed to be saying for me to continue to buy into this. It, like, it's just, it's like, it would be like the Avengers stopping in the middle of the fight and looking at the Hulk and go, how the fuck do your pants stay on? Like, you're not supposed <laughs> to talk about that thing because everybody knows it's wrong so if you just never mention it you look past it and you just have fun he's smashing yay like like iron man jumping out the building nobody stops and goes dude how are you not crushed in your own suit by the very physics of you falling towards the ground he should have been dead nobody talks about it nobody says it you just you're in for the ride you know the second somebody says godzilla couldn't physically exist you're like well fuck <laughs> and if they say it in the movie <laughs> we, are, we are too old for you to be taking away superheroes from us. I will not. Say that. <laughs> no, 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 no. They have a whole <laughs> not real. No, that's not what this show is about. We, <laughs> we have, we've we've gone way past the belief in this. No, no, we live in a world where robots can exist. No, no we, don't you fucking do this. <laughs> don't do that. It's the second somebody calls out the thing that you are you are willfully suspending your your disbelief on because you're here for a good time and you do that but then somebody stops in the middle of the thing and and calls out the very thing you're suspending your disbelief for like that's that's what Toki did and it was downward yeah. spiral from there because then I started noticing everything then I'm like oh fuck like oh okay oh, we're just not going to talk about that now like it's just that's how it happened for me. So once that bubble pops, that's when you see it. That was it. Yeah, that was. It that's what me. it was. So what you're saying is that I did this entire thing without my bubble being popped. Right. Graduate, well done on you because I, I, as soon as she called it out, I'm like, well, yeah. And then everything else got pulled into question. Everything, every horrible parental decision, every non-plussed person. Every moment, I'm just going. What? Well, what the fuck. Even when I, even when I heard Toki to call it out, I was like, "Oh, she's just being a hater. She's just being a bitch." <laughs> I, <laughs> and I was like, "I love that. That's how you reacted." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she's the one with the problem. Let Ponyo fall in love. 
<laughs> and you know what? It's, Look, man. Ryan letting his inner child run the show this time. Yes, I love it. Proof. Yes. Here's the thing. Lisa's not the only shitty mom in this movie. Mm-mm. The 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 queen, the goddess of mercy, she's a shitty ass mom too. Oh, come on. Her too? No, do it. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Talk about Fukimoto. Don't do it. I'm not ready for it. Oh, he's great. He's the best. He's the best dad ever. <laughs> but the goddess of mercy, gorgeous. Loved her design. Loved the concept. Loved the the way that like all the golden fish were formed around it. God damn, just mm-hmm. great, excellent. I loved how gleeful she was at how her ocean had like gotten so healthy again, and it was back in the Devonian age, and she was so like she was amazing. She didn't give two shits about her kids. She left them with him. And it wasn't until the world got flooded that she showed up and was like, how are my girls? What's going on? I haven't seen them right. in a while. What's up? And then she's like, oh, we should just let her be human. Like, just let her profess her love to this five-year-old boy. And as long as he loves her back, she won't fucking die. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'll destroy the world. <laughs> And then, and then, I'm not done with her. I am not done with her. So at the end of this movie, she has a conversation with Lisa, and they decide to go ahead and let this happen, right? They decide that. No problem. And Lisa's in. Lisa's like, all right, cool. So your fish chicken girl is going to profess her love to my five-year-old son. And if my five-year-old son agrees to an undying love with her, then humanity gets to live, and she doesn't die. Cool, I'm in. Let's do it. So she does it. She lets us go down. And and then it's over. And she's like, uh, uh, Queen, Goddess of Mercy. The balance of nature's restored. Life begins again. Again? So, like, everybody's still dead, right? You yes. just said it begins again. Which means you're not undoing any of this damage. This is permanent. Everybody's dead, <laughs> except for whoever managed to be on a boat in this thing. Mm-hmm. So that's it. The floodwaters aren't going to recede. Everybody's dead. And everybody's cool with it. Even the old ladies are, oh, we're good now. Woo, look at us. We're running up the hill. I'm like, how is nobody bothered by this? <laughs> that's what I mean by nobody is affected by anything that happens in this movie at all except fujimoto yes or how they how they calmly explain you know this is where the road is and it's all underwater (laughs) and the fish swimming on the road you know they're like yeah this is where the road is and you see all the boats were that were anchored are just floating underwater Right, because the city is completely underwater. It's just just done. And that's the happy ending. Yes, that's, that's the happy ending. It's like it, it was like, oh, this is where the movie Waterworld will start. Yes, <laughs> and it's all Toki's fault. I'd have been fine if she hadn't woken me up. <laughs> like that, I I guess that's just that was. I mean, I know I'm not the only one because there's, to be fair, Ponyo is one of the most divisive Ghibli films. Mm-hmm. There, there are camps that 
that had a great time with it, that love it, that consider it a classic. There are camps that, like like myself, are like, what the fuck is everybody talking about? And mm-hmm. and and I so I understand that it is it is one of his most. Do you think that it's possible that um, there's a three to one ratio between the love and hate? Is there three? Is it possible? <laughs> Brian, I promise you, you can find another panel and that will be the flip side of us and we'll love it and tell you all about how great it is. Uh, many people just realize they may be half our age. Many people love this movie for a lot of really for a lot of really valid reasons. I was not able to fall in love with this film for what I argue are a lot of very valid reasons as well. And I think it's I think it's great that you had a good time with it. I really am. I'm not saying I is this the part we have high hopes. We have high, <laughs> I high hopes. I, <laughs> I had high apple pie in the sky hopes for this one. And and I, I unfortunately I just couldn't I could not get into it. As much as I tried, as much as I wanted to love it. And it makes me feel worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like I was not happy going in to rewatch it because it's like I remember how much I didn't like it the first time. All it did, all it did, is that it reminded me of why I didn't like it. This movie did gangbusters, it made over two hundred million dollars. This this movie did extremely well. It's very well received. I feel very much like we're in the minority, and Brian is representing the majority here. Um, mm-hmm. and that's great. I'm glad. I'm it's really fine. glad. <laughs> everyone I, doesn't have to like everything the same way. Not everyone has to hate the same thing. What's funny about this movie is this is... Why did you look at that, though? Why did you... You didn't have to look at me when you said that. You looked right at me. You said, like, like, a lesson should be learned here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... This was one of the most widely released Studio Ghibli films. Because, again, it the groundwork had been laid by films before it. Um, but it, was, it opened in almost 1,000 theaters which is huge for a Japanese anime, especially at the time. We weren't, we weren't exactly doing, you know, fathom events and shit back then. So this was a big deal. Compared to movies like Spirited Away, which released in only 26 theaters in the U.S. when it came out, or Howl's Moving Castle, which only had like 35, 36 theaters that it was released in, or, or Princess Mononoke in 97, Princess Mononoke had like less than 40 theaters showing it in the nation. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that I, that that one I got to see in theaters, which was wild. Save that for that so, episode. This is the M. Night Shyamalan of them. This yeah. is the M. Night Shyamalan of, of Ghibli. You know, this is the one where you're like, man, this is going to be an awesome movie. You know, we have Unbreakable. I mean, I mean, I'm, yeah, Unbreakable. Yeah. You have yeah. all these, and then you just get The Village. Or right. you get After Earth. I mean, yeah, this, or, this or the movie. lady in the water, or something. Yeah, I hear you. I actually enjoyed the village. <laughs> there you go. Here we are. Vic, Here we are. Here we are. There's Vix Ponyo. So, <laughs> I'll out, of all, that. out of all of them, if you compare it to all the other ones, yeah, the village was actually pretty cool. But that's that's what yeah. this. You're right, Brian. That's an excellent way to describe it. This is this is an the M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong of the movies because it's it's either 
Long time. Big, big fan. Always love when you listen in, M. Night. He loves being called Shovel Knight King, though. He, he does. It's, 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 uh, it's our friendly name for each other. So, <laughs> it's... <laughs> it, it is that. It is that in that it's it's divisive. There are people that are like, man, this was like his best one. And then there are others that are like, nah, dude, this was like pure shit compared to the other ones that he's done. And and, and it's going to remain that way for a very long time, I think, because it... Well, just, just point of point of order, I just have to yeah. make sure, since we brought in M. Night Shyamalan, and just want to make sure, we all agree that The Last Airbender was horrible, though. I refuse to acknowledge it exists. Okay. All right. Is, we, we can get back. It wasn't the worst movie in the world, but no, it was not good. Motherfucker. <laughs> I just said, not the worst movie in the world, but not it's, good. It's his worst movie. Like it's. it's I can say worst. it's his worst movie, yes. It's his Ponyo. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Look, it, this, this movie, again, I, it's... I, Feel like I'm circling back, but it, it is it's relevant. It's this movie has an audience, uh, but it is so divisive. Uh, it, you're either gonna love it or you're not. I don't think there's a lot of middle ground here on this one. You enjoyed it. Oh, there, you know, how we pops, right? Like the pop figures, the pop yeah. figurines. Sure. Do they have? Has anybody seen if they have a Ponyo one? And if it's the one with chicken legs, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> No, I don't know that Funko has Ghibli pop figures. Do I don't they? think I've ever seen anything Ghibli from Funko. Yeah, I don't think they carry them. I don't think they got that license. Which is amazing, because they got licenses for fucking everything else on the planet. So That's probably why they're dumping a ton in a landfill somewhere right now. So when we were talking about the cat bus and having no face, yeah. where do you guys want to put Ponyo on this cat bus? Underneath the tail, right next to the butthole. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I was going to be a bit nicer. She, The cat bell on the collar. That would probably be the only thing. So there, there's a world where Andrea's going to have to find the graphic for Vic's placement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can expect notes on this one. Um... Yeah, I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't have an answer. I don't think she should be on the bus. So that's where I stand. That's why she's underneath the tail. She's not on the bus. She's behind the bus. She's a little cat here. She's a couple cat here that gets up. Yeah. Yes. As hairball. I have seen the Little Mermaid story told time and time again. My first Little Mermaid wasn't even Disney's. My first Little Mermaid was the 1975 Toei Animation one, where they told the story proper, and she dies at the end. Hands Christian. Yeah, that one, right? So that's the one I... That was my first Little Mermaid story. So I've, I've seen this story told so many different ways. I was all fine with his version of that story. My my problem is, is, is like I said earlier, it, that nobody gives a shit about anything happening in this world. So that's, I, I guess that's my stand on it. I, I got some Easter eggs for you. Let's do some mindless musings. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, like during the, the ocean wave sequence, right? During the typhoon caused by Ponyo, killed 
probably thousands of people. Uh, those were inspired by the famous woodblock print, The Wave Off Kanagawa by Japanese artist mm-hmm. Hokusai. Everybody's seen it. Everybody knows it. Beautiful piece of artwork. You can definitely see that when you watch the sequence. Um, there are a lot of references to uh, Richard Wagner's opera series scattered throughout the film. Ponyo's real name is Brunhilda, which is uh, one of the characters from one of his, the Dialogue Curie. The, the song when during the tsunami is absolutely a homage to Flight of the Valkyries. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you listen, you can absolutely hear it. Absolutely. Yeah. So this case, father, the name of his ship was the Kogane Maru. Kogane is the town in Tokyo or west of Tokyo where uh, G- Studio Ghibli is at, where they're located. So that was fun. And what else? Oh, Sosuke is apparently based on Goro Miyazaki when he was five. So good on Hayao. That's a weird way of saying you hate your kid. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, if you know, what's funny about that is Sosuke is not a bad character. Like, I like Sosuke a lot. He's absolutely well-represented five-year-old. He handles things the way that my five-year-old son handled things, right? He, like, he thinks he's got, he thinks he's got bigger britches than he does. And when he finally feels the, the isolation and the reality that, you know, his world might be destroyed and his mom might be gone, it's like, then he breaks. Like, I've seen my son think he could tackle the world, only to come to that realization five steps in that, nope, nope, I'm not ready for this yet. And so it's an excellent representation of a five-year-old boy. They they nail it. They nail that. What they fail to get right is every adult in the fucking movie. Yeah, like I said, the opening intro, the opening credits, he, uh, Hayao drew most of it himself, which was pretty awesome because he doesn't exactly do a lot of that these days. I have a, a music myself. Bring it on, brother. The end credit song. Yeah. The line of the chorus is, she is a little girl with a round tummy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yep. Everything was there for me to, to bash it. I don't know how I made the left turn at Albuquerque, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well... I think it's when the old lady says, oh, my gosh, she has a face. I think that's the test. Like, if our if your bubble bursts there, then the movie's not made, meant for you. If it doesn't, then the movie's meant for you. That's really I think that's really I think you're saying. right. I think, Lynette, I think that's probably the a great metric for whether or not you can turn the movie off at that point or not. Because <laughs> it's going to... At that time, that's my problem. I don't remember... <laughs> That's probably why you're fine. Like it's yeah, she, that's a good thing. Yeah, he they could have cut if they cut that scene from the movie, I'd have probably been in the whole way. I'd have been like, right? This is just this is just how goldfish look. I don't know. It just it really no, took me out of at it. That, it's at that moment where I actually just got mad at her for pointing it out and just said, You know what? Fuck you, I'm not listening to you. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let's do this, Ponyo. <laughs> That's great. It really is. And I, I, I try to have I have a problem with individuals as opposed to you know, he had a choice of not writing it this way. Uh well, there you go. All right. So let's uh we're let's go ahead and start our final thoughts on this. I I'm gonna save you, Brian, because I feel like you have the best ad mm-hmm. on this. 
let's i'll start with you lynette lynette this was your first time with ponyo yes bubble girl <laughs> and I, I i wish it would have stayed bubble girl but it was not the the animation was beautiful the art was beautiful the story you know the story i couldn't get behind but like if i muted the whole thing i probably could have enjoyed everything um just visually I would have to say, yeah, if you fall into the trap where your bubble bursts when the lady says, oh, my gosh, it has a face, throw it back, then, uh, yeah, you should not watch the rest of the movie. Just turn it off and enjoy what you had right there. If you don't fall for it, enjoy the rest of it, because I think you'll really love it. Awesome. I love it. Uh, All right, Vic, go for it, man. Anyo. I'm in the same boat. Visually, the movie is beautiful. You know, the artwork, the animation quality, you know, sometimes the, just the frame rate of the animation is just so silky smooth. Mm-hmm. But God, I, it, I wasn't kidding when I said it took me a little over three and a half hours to watch it. I got bored every couple of minutes. I had to pause it to, you know, find something to wake myself up with. Surf the internet, get something to drink. And it, it, God, it just bored. I was so bored during the movie. And like like I said earlier, this is not my first time watching it. I watched it back when it came out, and even my nieces and nephew—they, you know, all three of them were—they were bored when we watched it. They're like, "It's not a good movie." <laughs> so it's like, you know, if you enjoy it, that is great. It's just I was bored. It feels it feels a lot like this is a you have to see for yourself kind of film. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can. Tell someone, yes, this is a movie for you. No, this isn't a movie for you. There are, like, Brian has just found out. Like, he enjoyed this film. And if he would have tried recommending it to the three of us, we would have all been like, dude, what the fuck? And that's 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 kind of how this goes. Like, you can't you can't say definitively, this is, you're going to love this. Or, oh, no, don't, you're going to fucking hate this. Because you just you just don't know. That's the kind of division this film has had over the internet over the past decade plus. And it seems to me that that's the kind of thing that's going to continue to happen. Uh, this we, we are covering this because uh, this week, week of this airing, it will be part of Ghibli Fest. So if you really want to, this is a great opportunity for you to experience Anyo in theaters. You know, if, if you feel so inclined, if you loved it, great chance to catch it again in the movies. If you've never seen it, it's a great chance to experience it the way that Studio Ghibli would have liked you to. Uh, so I do encourage you to consider checking it out. Don't hold us, don't hold our reviews to account on this one. It, we, As you can see, we are a divided panel. Uh, Brian, I'm going to let you go next, buddy. Talk to me about your experience with Ponyo. We're really, really excited. I got to tell you, the math supports everything that you guys have said. I, especially me with with my background, I should have, I should have been the number one just, just dragging on it. I did not know what happened in my life where I was able to dispel and like throw everything out the window. And it's not like I didn't recognize what was happening. I saw it and I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know what did that, but in doing that, I was able to have a fun time with it. We we saw moments of just brilliance and just it just kept on building on it. And any problems that I had with it, 
it was that person's problem as opposed to a problem with with the plot or stuff. Sure. I'll, I'll probably never, ever be in this position again. Like, I imagine <laughs> if I... <laughs> now that the bubble has been burst for me, if we watch this again next year, I'm going to go the fuck in. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say that there's some... I don't know if there's some type of hidden message or something about being able to just put take everything off mm-hmm. for a while. Um, my armor was down while watching this. Uh, and it, and honestly, because of that, me and my family had a fun time. Maybe that's what we need more of. That, no. I don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was beautiful, man. I, I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. I think that if you can, like Lynette said, if you can get through this, if you can get to that certain point and, and it doesn't phase you, then you're going to have a great time with this. This movie's magical. Uh, it truly is. And if you can push past the cynicism of being an adult and just kind of have fun, this movie's going to be great for you. I clearly have not been able to do that. So, yeah. No, not not my favorite Studio Ghibli film. Not by a long shot. Not my least favorite Ghibli film. Well, no, not my least favorite Ghibli no, film. No, no. It, it, we already know which one holds that, that title. There you go. That's <laughs> it. That's it. That's so, Lord you know, Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tricky for me. I, um, being of a... I guess it's just for me my knowing that this is a little mermaid take it it had a bill of sale for me that it it had to meet and i don't feel like it was able to deliver on that i appreciate more than probably everybody on the panel i don't mean to speak out of turn but i i appreciate a lot of the subtleties of the magistry of the animation in this film Probably more than the rest of you guys. It's just because of my upbringing and my nerddom for the stuff. I could talk about tiniest little things a hundred times over. They're all beautiful. This movie is beautiful. There's so many brilliant, beautiful, tiny, intricate moments that are so great. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for me, it, it was surrounded by a cast of characters whose level of incompetence met no limit to me. I could not believe that the only sane people in this were an old bitch and Qui-Gon Ginger, the man who insists he's no longer human, but is the most human man in the film. And and they're the, the ration the voices of rationale in this world for me. And that it's I had such a hard time connecting with the rest of these characters. I Tulsa K is a brilliantly done child, gorgeously rendered, fully realized. Uh, but the the adult cast around him for me just took me right out of this. Uh, so that's for me. It's a eh, like don't bother. But again, like I said before, this is not it's not the kind of film you listen to us on. This is not the kind of film you listen to Brian on either. This is the kind of film that you. You take a risk, you take a chance on yourself 
and you go see if you can experience the magic of this movie the way that Brian did and maybe not the way that I did. Uh, see if you can have a good time with it. It's worth giving it a shot. As much as I dislike this film, I think it's worth you trying to like this film. That makes sense? Yes. And actually, I just, just want to point out something. They are actually called giblets. <laughs> that, is, that is fantastic. And that's the only way I'll refer to them from now on. So <laughs> They call them, I, looked, I said they call them no-facers, tortoes, giblers, giblites, gibbelievers, gibbelonians. Oh, my. Ghibli sprites. <laughs> That's great. I like that. And, and Ghibli- <laughs> oh, and Ghiblitos. That's great. So yeah. All right. Well, my fellow giblets, that is going to do it for this episode. So until next time, keep calm and remember, my baby likes you. You've just been privy to the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd presented by Geek Grotto. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Geek Grotto. For show notes and corrections or for general geeky fun, you can visit our website at geek-grotto.com. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can do so on the podcast's Red Circle host site, redcircle.com slash shows slash M-M-M-A-N. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, please like, follow, and subscribe.